This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say, what's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half-time, but I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The Wednesday Week is sponsored by the Riverside Cafe, the perfect place for a pre-match pint. Ladies and gentlemen, and a very warm welcome to the Wednesday Week, the Sheffield Wednesday Podcast. I'm Lord Hillsborough, and we're back, ladies and gents. You're welcome. With me on the line, first of all, we've got Mr. Marriott's Jamesy. Hold Bean, how the chuff are you? Do you know what? I'm all right. I, I, I was going to make a resolution to only drink tea during the uh, podcast this season, <laughs> but I've, I've uh, resorted to <laughs> vodka um, because... Um, <laughs> It, it's, it's not been the most successful of nights so far, um, which um, no one listening will understand what we mean. But uh, if we all sound a bit grumpy, it's because this is about the fourth time that we've done this. Yeah, we've had a few issues, haven't we, Jay or Bean? Um, Victoria, my darling, how the devil are you? I'm about 47 right now, my lord. I've been sat here for the last hour waiting to record this chuffing podcast. But it's OK. We're back. We're fresh. We've bought that fancy new podcast recording system and we're on Skype. Yes, but you think there's people waiting outside to watch this. Right now there's a queue outside Hillsborough Towers to watch this recording, Victoria. So you think yourself lucky. They've been waiting at least four hours. I'm not I'm not doing my usual Skype call, my lord. <laughs> we don't know what your usual Skype call is. <laughs> my word. Um, <laughs> Dickie Owl, how the devil are you up in? I'm fantastic, my friend. Uh, yeah, I was going to talk about Elvis juice, but I've, I've moved on to something completely different now since we started the whole podcast. So, so yeah, I'm drinking uh, Elvis juice and I've moved on to Kingfisher beer now. So, so you know, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm having a few beers oh. while uh, lounging around in the comforts of Norfolk. So, yeah, I'm getting a bit uh, middle class like Eddie for a change. To be honest, we've been trying to get this running so long. I think everybody must be plastered by now by the amount of ale they've drunk. But one good thing that has come out of the wait is that we have now had Mr. Fudgy join us. How the WLB? Yeah, how's it going? You all right? You all right? Yeah? I don't know what that was. I had a really funny joke planned. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is, yeah. Just being 
a bit swaggery. Yeah. How's it going, everybody? You all all right? No. How, how was your last hour? With Dece, yeah? <laughs> yeah, waiting for you to log yeah. in, yeah. yeah. We're just waiting for you for just all waiting for. Um, right then, ladies and gentlemen, so let's crack on with some Sheffield Wednesday talk, shall we? Because it's been a, a been a rather a slow summer from one point of view, but I don't think it's a terribly bad thing, is it? Uh, can anyone guess what I'm going to say here? Um, <laughs> edit that bit out. Edit well, that well, bit this out. This is all new to me. Tell us. Yeah, tell all right. Us. Okay. Well, let's, let's, do it. Early, let's do it from. Yeah, it has been. It has been a quiet. Um, Summer. If I think, I think back to the right at the end of the season when um, Fudge, me and you, we recorded that podcast. It was supposed to be an hour of us like arguing, and actually we just kind of yeah. agreed about everything. And it was, it was actually, yeah. a, it was actually rubbish, wasn't it? Um, no, but I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think that I, what I, came it, out of that, yeah, it, it was all right. The, the, this is not the point. This is not the point. <laughs> all right. uh, but what I was going to say is that I said during that that um, I'm ready for a quiet summer. I'm ready for a bit of time away from football, and um, I've actually enjoyed the fact that it's been a bit quiet that there's not been that much going on. There's not been that much to try and keep up with. And just after how, how just intense the last couple of seasons have been and particularly the end of last season was just, it was a real roller coaster. And I think emotionally it got quite a few of us um, to have a summer where I've just been able to switch off from football has been, it's been quite nice. It was it was nice to have your weekends back. Just you know, no kids football on a Sunday, and and if Wednesday weren't home, there was no Hallam for me, and it just it was just nice just to on a Saturday to go out and just get pissed and not have any football around it to be upset <laughs> about. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I, well, I work weekends, so um, you know, I work a lot of weekends. So for me, it's just business as usual, and uh, and I think I found myself, you know, you know, when you're on Skybet and you're thinking about putting an accumulator on, and when you're betting on Egyptian League Sixteen. Versus, you know, <laughs> sweet Swedish League Eight. You're thinking, Christ, I've, you know, I'm gonna have to go to go to a rehab about this. It's uh, it becomes an addiction after a while. But it has been a a very quiet summer, and I think the what we've spoke before about um, about. I think it was you, James, mentioned it in one of the podcasts. I wasn't on, but I think we brought it up with each other on that last one where we spoke about um, about Carlos getting another roll of the dice, and it it showed what type of chairman. Chance theory was, which uh, which which, which I, yeah, I agree with you was a was a positive thing, but um, when it comes to recruitment, I, I'm assuming you guys have probably discussed this in the last hour while you've been trying to record. Um, what it, it how was the recruitment last season for you guys? Did did you believe that the signings we made were okay? They were right. They were good for the club. Or did you think we were we just fell shy of the mark? The, the, the signings were great, but they just didn't jump in play, did they? Because we're all bloody injured, which injured, is why yeah. I think that we did didn't do a, a, a well, haven't done, should I say, so far a huge amount of business, which I don't think is a bad thing. I really don't. We always I, speak about teams gelling and cohesing and all that kind of thing, but we haven't really had time to do that. I mean, we've got Abdi to 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 shine yet, haven't we? Haven't seen the best of him, and the Watford fans can't say enough about him. We've got um, Matias coming back as well, and he's been looking pretty pretty nifty pre-season as well, which is has been nice. And these are essentially new signings, aren't they? We've been they, they saying that about Matias for two years, though, haven't we? <laughs> this this I, is I, the yeah. third season in a row that we've been like, now, oh, he's gonna be, he's gonna be great, he's gonna be great, and he's he's done nothing. He scored one good goal against Leeds. Other than that, he's not really done anything. He had a great preseason last season, and then he just did Got nothing. Yeah. yeah, and and you know, I mean, I, I don't know, I I I can't get excited about. Um, Matthias, there's two ways of looking at this, isn't there? Because we've got, I saw some stat that is that we've got 
the highest squad retention uh, percentage in the championship, which means that of all the minutes played by players for Sheffield Wednesday last season, 98 point something of them uh, are players that are still at the club. And I suspect that the others are just basically Sasso and Sabido. Um, so um, you can look at it as a positive thing and say, well, we've we've kept the nucleus of our team together. And there's the example of Brighton from last season who stuck with that squad uh, and it came good for them. The other way of looking upon it is that this squad has twice not been good enough to get promoted to the Premier League. So what, what necessarily is going to make it different third time around? So there's two ways of looking upon it. I'm, I'm being positive about it myself. Um, I think it probably is the right thing for us to stick together, particularly seeing as I think the moment that we decided that Carlos was still going to be our man for you know year three of the project, then sticking with the right the, the, the players that he's worked with the last two years makes sense. I think... If we were going to change the manager, then it might have been time to start looking at the squad and whether we make any changes. But, um, you know, if if he still feels that he can achieve his aim, which is promotion with the players that he's got, then, yeah, it's good enough for me. I need to uh, I need to speak about this, about the um, about the players injuries for a uh, for a brief period. There are certain exercises and there are certain things that professional footballers do when they're training, when they're weightlifting, when they're in the gym, when they're running, uh, that can make players worse and make them more injury prone. There was a, a book on it that I read over the summer who uh, that was by a friend of mine actually, but he's told me not to uh, not to plug it just yet, which is a weird thing. Uh, but what he did he spent some time with Arsenal and uh, and the feedback he gave to Arsenal was uh, that what you're doing with your players is making them worse. And if you keep doing that, they're going to hurt this part of their body. And uh, I think Arsenal's injury woes are quite well documented. So there's a fair bit of credence in it. Um, so sometimes, sometimes the um, the fitness of the players can be down to the physiotherapy. And since I think Alan Smith's left now, hasn't he? He's not there. And um, he, he's retired last... about twenty years yeah. ago, man. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he still goes to the matches. He still pops in. Yeah, he, but... he still goes, doesn't he? He's still in all the pictures. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he's, he's not been there. And uh, hilariously, last season, my girlfriend's ex-boyfriend uh, was the assistant physiotherapist, and Sean uh, Siri's been them all off, hasn't he? He's got rid of all the uh, all the physio team. So I think there might be something there in that. So players like Abdi, you know. With a new physio around him, we might we might look forward to seeing a, a player like a new signing. But when it comes to signings, for me, I think where we, where I probably I might differ, but I, I also you know some of the some of you might agree. I when you when I look at players like Fletcher, uh, Boyd, uh, Forestieri, uh, Rhodes, these are all those players that have played in the Premier League. These are all players that have um, that have done it at top level and. We and rightly so, they are in the pool in which we should be fishing. They they are that level, of, that calibre player that that you know that we should be looking at. And and I keep saying it. Steve Beastie said that when we first signed McGugan, he is the bare minimum, <laughs> didn't he? He said that, and he was right. He was right that at that point. Any other player needs to be a higher calibre than than Lewis McGugan when we signed him at that time, because there was a period when he was our best player. Um, but I think the when it comes to the you know announced centre back tweets that you see, and the uh, what's going on with bloody recruitment? How come you've looked at two hundred players and not signed anybody? Yada yada yada. Um, I think we're looking for our our Aaron Moy, our Tammy Abraham, our, um, who was the other guy for uh, for Huddersfield that they had on loan from Chelsea, Nathan Aki. I think we're waiting on those. 
You know what I mean? We don't seem to We've have gone. gone for any of those players. George there's, Boyd. There's, there's no point just dragging somebody in that's not good enough, not better than what we've already got. There's absolutely no point doing that because yeah. um, it just adds to the wage bill and then you're not bettering yourself. So you need to, you need to, and if we only sign one player because we can't get any better than that this, this club season, I'm all good with that. I'm fine with that. I, uh, no, I, I, I think what I mean is let's get somebody in who might be a little bit tra- untried and untested, but what if he in? You know what I mean? We we look mm-hmm. with absolute green eyes at, at players like Moy and Aki and Abraham, you know, doing what they did for their clubs. You know what I mean? Two of them got promoted and the other one finished nigh on top scorer of the bloody league in a team that nearly went down. Now, we don't seem to have even knocked on the door of Chelsea with 68 players out on loan or Manchester City with their 50-odd. You know, why, why, why don't we? Why don't we marry the experience of players like Boyd and Wallace and, 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 and you know, the calibre that we have with some youth and exuberance? And, you know, we don't, we don't seem to be doing that. But we just seem to be signing also runs. I think the thing is, if we did that, you'd get the other half of the crowd going, oh, all we do is sign bloody loan players. They're not bloody our players. Blah, 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 blah. You'd just get uh, the opposite yeah. argument. But yeah, just, you, you, you would. You just would. to get Lord H a little excited, do we have a player like that already in the midst? Dun, dun, no. Dun. no, we don't. No, we don't. George Hurst needs to go out on loan for a season. Go to Bristol City. What go happened? to Bristol Bloody Rovers. Go to Bolton Wanderers because I think we identified them as our uh, as our dumping ground, didn't we, on one of the shows last season? You know, I, I, he is he is a loan move away from breaking into our first team. I, he I, he excites me. The amount yeah. of goals he's scoring and the easy in which he does it, but he needs to be playing some professional football against some big old shit kickers. And uh, just, at the minute, he's yeah. playing against kids. You just can't ignore what he's done last season, what he's continued to start to do this season now already, with hat tricks and all this kind of stuff. You can't ignore it for where, how long can you ignore it for? Now, whether that be out on loan or, you know, I'm just being devil's advocate with a little bit because I don't think he's probably ready either. But but what? But, but, but it was a, it was a, that was the end of the conversation. But, oh, that's <laughs> but, yeah. I, 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 I do often finish his, finish sentences with but. Uh, <laughs> I've heard different Is it talking about George Hurst just a bit of a waste of time at this stage? He, I don't think he's got a role to play this season. And you know we've got so many things to talk about, and we find ourselves talking about something that's just irrelevant, isn't it? At the moment, yes, because we, we do need to sort of get kicked off for this season. And I think the main thing this season as well is, is starting well, because one of the massive problems we've had is the last two seasons is we've just started incredibly poorly, haven't we? And if we can kick on at the start of the season, we're not going to have this, this worry about creeping into playoffs or anything at all. We, we really should be rocking for top two. It's, do you it's, agree? Yeah. yeah, it's so hard to second guess. It's, I came up with this theory at the week. I didn't go to the Rangers game, but I came up with a theory at the weekend, which is that when we have a a bad, when we have a good preseason, we always have a really rubbish start to the to the proper season. Um, so maybe losing to Rangers was a good thing. But then one of my friends pointed out that when we have a good preseason, we also have a rubbish start to the season. So that doesn't doesn't really apply. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is necessary. It has the last couple of years. It's really cost us. I think the, the slow start, and I think both times we've kind of pointed to reasons for it. First. First season, year one of the you know the Carlos era, it was obvious, wasn't it, that it was it was still all kind of coming together and um, he was still figuring out which players to use and all that kind of stuff. Uh, year two, the the tactics 
weren't working in the way they were the year before and he had to change things and and and, and kind of get a bit of a grip on the fact that teams had found us out um we we can't afford that this year and this is actually to be fair exactly what what um fudge and i both said when um when, when we did our kind of end of season thing which is that this kind of you know year three plan c the third way which kind of merges those two seasons which were good in their own right but neither of them ultimately successful in terms of getting promoted to the Premier League merge the styles together find that third way of playing where we can win games and and not give away silly goals and teams can't pick us off uh, but where we can also attack teams and we can score goals and we can win games and that's got to be from the very start of the season because I think the the problem after the last couple of seasons if we have a slow start then um, we're going to have a pretty grumpy fan base because we've 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 Going been here for, for for two years in a row. I mean, yeah, we already have. You know, my point, as I've said to a couple of friends <laughs> this week, because at the moment the Sheffield Wednesday fan base, you know, as a whole, generally speaking, is in meltdown. It's you know, whinging about everything. And I said to my mate, yeah, all right, fine. And even he was having a bit of a moan about why why are the shirts not sorted, why is this not being sorted, why have we not done this? I said, I tell you what, if we win the first five games of the season, no one gives a stuff about the shirt. No one gives a stuff about how many players we've signed during the summer. It's all forgotten. And all everyone talks about is how we're going to walk the league. Um, the flip side of that is if we don't, if we lose the first few games of the season, it's a very different story. And um, yeah, I mean, get, getting the start right is super, super, super important this time. And uh, as we've shown for the last couple of seasons, if we don't get that, that good start, it's really difficult to catch up. It really is hard to catch up. And if we're genuinely talking about top two being the aim this season, which you know it's got to be, hasn't it? It's got to be the aim. Um, to, to come out of those first five, six games and maybe only have one or two wins like we have done for the last couple of years, that's going to be really, really hard for us to turn around then. And I don't think Carlos, in my opinion, would survive a bad start either. No, I, don't, I, I agree with that. I don't think he would. No, agreed. No, is there an element of arrogance from Carlos in relation to his tactics? I mean, we know we've spoke before about his book and we've spoke before about, you know, uh, how revered he is in the game. Um is there an, well, an element of Yorkshire bloody-mindedness? Have we rubbed off on him that much that he's gone, no, these are the tactic, tactics, this is what's happening, go out and get it done, even though when they're clearly not working? I think it's fair to say that Vic's rubbed off on Carlos a few times. Yeah. Let's be perfectly <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to get some jokes. It's been bloody miserable so far. Uh, <laughs> but, but no, I think uh, it's, Carlos is, he's got his way of doing things, and, and that's why Mrs., Mr. C brought him in. Isn't it? Um, and, and we can't say that he's a, a bad football coach because, again, he came in that first season. We've, we've got playoffs both seasons. I know it's disappointing, uh, and I'm not going to go through the whole arguments of, well, we're better than where we used to be and all that kind of nonsense that we've been through before. But... He's, he has come in. Yes, he's had some money to spend. Yes, we've, I, I can't get past the fact that this, this injury problem from last season, to me, is the thing that, that ruined the season last year. It, it was the injuries. The, the nonsense that that caused was unbelievable because we were stringing bits and bobs together. And that's not Carlos's fault, whether we like no, it or not. Is, is it not Carlos's fault, though? I mean, you know, this no. is... He's, uh, he's got people to, to, to make these players to, to, to do the training. And if, like you said... No, I get that. They, he did have well, people, but, but, you know, but he sacked them all, one of them being my girlfriend's ex-boyfriend. So, you know, lol. <laughs> but, you know, there is, a, there, is a, there is an argument there for uh, he's got this massive, great squad. Well, I mean, is it in buying and selling players? You know, we've discussed this before, but 
if we if we've spent the money that we have, and if we've got the size of squ- size of squad that we have, the injuries shouldn't affect him as much as what they did. You, you can't not have players like Forestieri though for a few months and then ah, but, wonder what happened. But we were discussing, you know, three months ago. You know, Forestieri is probably one of the ones that's one of our biggest assets to sell and get money for. You know what I mean? In yeah. order to accommodate the, the strikers we've got. But but that's the thing. We, we can't have it. If we're going to talk about a squad team, a big, big squad, then we, we don't, like you said, we want a, a players of a certain level in that big, big squad. And I think this season, what, what, what my problems is going to be is keeping all these players happy because we have got some very, very big names now at Wednesday. And all these fragile egos that the footballers have these days have to be muddy coddled and, and all that kind of nonsense. And, and someone's going to have to get tough with him and say, look, if you're not doing your job, then you fight for your place. It's that simple. Last year, people didn't really have to fight for the place because we were just being shoved into places because they had nowhere else to go, quite simply. We didn't but have that, anybody else in that, that job, whatever it might be. I, I, I'm not sure I necessarily buy that in terms of the fact that uh, any club could say that that you know that that that, that they can they can have that problem from time to time whereby um, there's not enough competition between players. These are professional footballers that have been paid a lot of money, and um, their their coaches also paid a lot of money and should be able to motivate them to get the best of them, regardless of whether or not they think oh, it doesn't really matter if I play well or not. I'll keep my place. Well, th- then there's something going wrong behind the scenes if that genuinely happens, because that that just shouldn't happen. I agree, it shouldn't. But footballers are pampered little zones those these days, aren't they? They, they it, it, to them, it, it's not about well, money. Uh, yes, but, I'm but, sure that they want to do well, but we, we've seen what happens. We we had the Forestieri situation last season. Yes, it got dealt with, but it's just what happens. They, as much as it pains me to say, these players do not love Sheffield Wednesday Football Club like we love Sheffield Wednesday Football Club, and. And obviously, you can see it in some players a little bit more than others, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But to them, it is a job. And let's face it, we all have days at work where we go to work and think, ah, "I'm just going to toss it off a bit today." But if you knew that was somebody was waiting to take your job, if that happened, it might give you a bit of a kick up the bum. You just need to be better motivated, and um, you know, the other side of that is that if you think I'll just turn up and not do anything, then uh, you can be Lewis McGugan. Um, which is fine. You still get your money and you can run your contract down, but who's going to offer Lewis McGugan a contract in 12 months when his contract here runs out? Who's going to look at him and think, oh, he did really well at Sheffield Wednesday, let's give him a go. If, if he wants another football club, he's down in League Two. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm just going to say, we usually send people off to Bolton, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. Bolton. Yeah. Bolton. <laughs> Bolton. <laughs> but no, I understand the logic and, and certainly, but, but I do do think that a lot of last season uh, boiled down to injury problems. I really, really do. And hopefully, fingers crossed, if that has been sorted, then uh, we'll have a cracking start, a lovely season, and we can all put a big fat smile on our faces again. It'll be marvellous. Here's a question. Where would you find all of the following in one place? Chairs, tables, beer, Vic, James, more beer, Dickyow, Eddie, more beer, and the rest of the Wednesday Week gang. That's right, it's the Riverside Cafe's new outside bar. All of your favourite lagers, ciders, soft drinks and hand pump ales are now available outside. Come and see the gang and give it a try. The Riverside Cafe's new outside bar, now open on match days. Um, so looking at the, the retain list and things, are we, we happy we've not really got rid of anybody or anything at all like that either, have we? We have got rid of somebody, though, haven't we? And 
it pains me to say that that man is in Portugal tonight training and and as much as yeah all right he's probably not good enough we've all got to admit we were a little bit sad at semi going weren't we Oh, I thought oh, you were talking about Erbie Emanuelson then. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were talking about Eddie. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, to me, though, it's it's heartbreaking. And it's because he is one of those players that you can tell does genuinely love the club. But I don't know if you've been seeing the pictures about him. He's not worried about us at the minute, is he? He's having a lovely time with his buddies. Or buddies, should I say. Oh, he, did, he did tweet a nice thing today, didn't he? I'd be having a nice time if I was an oldie with his buddy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to to yeah, my heart breaks. It's me, we, we all love him to bits, but it's hard to, to sort of feel sorry for him when he's doing what he's doing, isn't it? This is very similar to, to when Bullen went, isn't it? But Bullen was, you know, he played all eleven positions. What the greatest player in the world, as we know. <clears throat> Excuse me, and uh, he uh, he went and uh, and went away for a few years and then came back and you know uh, right now Samido's probably he's got still got some years in him as a player. He's not ready to go and do that, you know, earn a he's coaching. He's not very old, is he? Page. He's nowhere near as so old as we think he is. So yeah, it's kind of if he comes back, he comes back. But I think you know the time's right because he's not he's not going to get a first team place. To be honest, you know, looking at looking at the way he's filled out, I think he's going for a professional wrestler because he's a big chuffer mm-hmm. now, isn't he? Chuff me, he's put some timber on, bless him. Uh, yeah, it, he's massive, isn't he? He's Henry <laughs> KF. I, uh, I, I don't want to be that guy, but I usually am. But you're going to be. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't I don't understand. I don't get it. I, you know, I thought Samido Day was a great idea. I thought it was brilliant. But it wasn't Jose Semedo that came up with Semedo Day, you know what I mean? Like, I don't get it. I don't. I don't understand how he's become such a cult hero with the with the fans. I, I find it passion, really mate. odd. Passion. I think it's yeah. a passion he shows. Is that what it is? Physically shows. I, I other... genuinely don't understand it because for me, at... it's, it's rooted to a spot for ninety minutes, and has been for about five years. I think all the players as well. You know, you see how, how we got on with New You and Forestieri. He's kind of there. Um, you know, they're kind of the guy they look up to that to to kind of give them a bit of you know encouragement, etc. And and I think the thing he said about I, I think I read it today somewhere that when he um, uh, he Carlos told him he dropped him for a game, he said that's not a problem. You've got a job to do, you know. I'll I'll just get on with you know get up get on with what I'm doing and go carry on training or whatever. And that's the right attitude to have, and you don't get many footballs like that these days. No, absolutely right. And we are going to miss him. We've also, we've been saying earlier about prima donnas and stuff, although that could have been on one of the last seven podcasts we've recorded tonight. But we've been saying about prima donnas and an age thing. And if he isn't, you know, if he is only 31, 32, he's in that exact age bracket that we could call a prima donna, that we could say there's too much money in the game and blah, blah, blah. But if that's what he's done and that's what he said, then I think that also shows a bit of class about the guy. Oh, he's just a lovely, lovely chap. And Fudge has got no heart, no soul, and clearly the Wicked Witch of the West. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but apart from that, obviously, Herbie's gone, a few other bits and bobs. But again, I don't think it's anything that's going to be terribly missed, is it? So that all seems all seems fine. And of course, in we've had Mr Boyd, who is looking spiffing at pre-season, isn't he? He looks like he's, he's slotting in well and he's a couple of assists. And do you think this is the kind of people that... We need in the club. I'm I'm not a fan of his hair. I can't lie about that. <laughs> I do but, want to wash him. 
Yeah. Is that just because he's got hair, James? Uh, there's an element of um, of jealousy there. Jealousy. I can't lie yeah. about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I yeah. I try try to grow mine. It just falls out. Um, but yeah, I mean, in, in terms of um, the standard of signing, he's 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 another one of these players that's kind of been there and done it, hasn't he? He's he's won promotion yeah. to the Premier League. He's he's played in the Premier League. He played a lot of games in the Premier League last season. I think that we probably say very similar things about him that we were saying about Abdi um, a year ago. Um, although obviously a you know, different kind of um, player and someone that's going to do a different sort of job. When we talked earlier about um, our target should be only bringing in players that add something, Here's, here is someone that really does add something um, and without making you know much more of a dent in terms of that financial fair play kind of tight war, uh, tight rope that we... Um, that we're, we're going to be close to walking. So, um, you know, a really sensible addition to the team. I hope that he can stay fit and um, that, he, you know, that he can really offer something, whether it's down the wing, whether it's through the middle. Uh, he's got a variety of strings to his bow, hasn't he? So, um, you know, I think a really, really handy addition. And he's got quite a nice car. I think... Loads of photos of it on Twitter. It's like yeah. everyone seems to be taking photos of his car. His number plate is like G Boyd, and it's like, wow, you don't want anyone to spot you. <laughs> if he did it on the football pitch, I couldn't give a chuff. I really, really couldn't. But I, I honestly do think he's, he's looking good. He seems to really slot into the team nicely, uh, from what I've seen in the preseason games as well. So, uh, fingers crossed. I mean, if that's the only signing that we end up making, and it does it, the job that it's supposed to do, then that's me as happy as a chuffing. Can I just ask, guys? We're talking about financial fair play. Does the Jordan Rhodes thing affect this season now? Then, yeah, does the ten 100%. million affect it? We, yeah, we, we spent all our budget. Yeah. All our budget. Yeah. We spent it. So that's it. Isn't <laughs> it? No, we haven't. That's, that's not true. It, it doesn't. It doesn't work like that. We, so that's why we did the, the deal we did. Depends on the commercial income. The, 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 way that, the way that it works is that the transfer fee is spread over the length of the contract. So assuming it's a five-year contract, which they always they always are for big transfers these days, um, and it's, what, £8 million. So it's eight, £8 million divided by five is how much comes off the accounts each year. That's, that's before wages as well. A, a club's not only allowed to make a loss of £30 million per season. So, yeah. if, um, so if the wages of the club... Um, you know, are are large, and we know that Fessy and um, and Fletcher are on a wedge. Given the uh, this time last year, the start of season last year, and the Calibre play we're getting into, the wage bill is significantly higher. So, you know, the, this the sticking point I I think for us probably trying to sign a new player would be the wages, the regular money coming out, because as rightly as James says, that the cost is spread over X amount of time. So that's that's when the wages come into play. That's why you find, for example, a chairman sponsoring his own club, uh, sponsoring the stand, because it's a great way of getting money into the club. That's what they do. Um, so, I, I, without you know, without getting the accounts for the uh, for the club and how much money everybody's on, you can't really tell. But you know, a Jordan Rhodes and a, a George Boyd and Fessy's new contract and a Stephen Fletcher is all going to. Um, affect what we can sign this year. Yeah, ultimately, of course it is. And I, we'll, we'll know a heck of a lot better what that, that situation is after the steering group meeting on Wednesday night. And there might be people listening to this now that are thinking, well, this is all being covered and talked about and stuff because I'm sure you know that there will be questions asked at that about just how close we are to um, that financial fair play 
line. Um, it's not as cut and dry as just saying that you can make a thirteen million pound loss per season because it's actually averaged over th- it's thirty nine million over three seasons. So you can actually lose uh, a hell of a lot in one season as long as you really tighten your belts the next season, which is why you see teams that you know throw a, a lot at it in a season to really have a go at getting promoted. Which I don't yeah, think we've like done. Wolves. I don't think that yeah I don't think that we've spent beyond our means. Um, in any way, but I think that we are just being cautious, and I think that's the right thing to do. But just you know, how cautious we have to be, we'll find out. So, in we'll, theory, we'll sorry, the just for it. layman's terms, basically, and because I think a lot of people are in the same boat about financial fair play, and you seem to know a lot, James. So, basically, if we went up and got that whatever it is now, fucking like five hundred million pound pay boost that we get for going up, does that counteract the financial fair play? Well, yeah, pretty much, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it's yeah. You, you don't get you know a huge injection of cash there and then. Um, mm. It is it is spread over a number of seasons and paid in a number of different ways. Um, and I think that you know we've it seen just goes up every teams year, that have gone it? up like, that, that can't afford to. Teams don't get promoted. They can't afford to just go out and spend a hundred million like that um, because you you just don't you don't see that cash straight away. But yeah, it does, it does mean that for, it, from a financial from fair play deal, point of view that everything's get... very different. You get a hell of a wedge from the TV deal when you first go up. I mean, yeah, over, you don't get 200 yeah, million quid EI as your check. You know what I mean? It don't work like that. Yeah. I get that. But you get a hell of a lot of money when you when you do go up because all of a sudden you're selling, well, it's a club perspective, you're selling more shirts, selling more tickets, you're selling more you know, more things. But you know, the TV <laughs> deal mean, itself... The, you're um, not selling any shirts right now, are you? <laughs> the, Sky, the Sky deal itself is something like 40 million quid per club or something ridiculous. The, the, what I have on bridge with the most is the parachute payments, the reward for failure. It, it really dissolves the level playing field completely. But I don't, don't understand don't that. Don't we that. have an issue with those because we were the last club that didn't get them? Isn't that the issue with them? I no, think we, we were the first them. club not to I, get them. Yeah, that's I, right. I yeah, the last club to... The last yeah. club that, yeah, that didn't get them. Yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. They, yeah they've, changed, they've changed now, haven't they? You know, Somebody like Middlesbrough, who went up and came straight back down. I think they only get them for two years now, is that right, James? Something like that, yeah. And I think it's a lower yeah. amount that they that they might get yeah. or, or something. Only so. two years. But uh, if, you, yeah, if, you look yeah. at, if you look at a club like Sunderland, there were, there were absolute rumours around Sunderland saying that they got relegated on purpose in order to get this money coming into the club to stabilise and go back up. That, you know, apparently it, it is something that is now on the cards for, for some clubs in order to get that cash injection of that those parachute payments over that couple of years. Um, if you look, no, the, re- the rewards for staying in the Premier League are, are bigger than the rewards for getting relegated. No, but but if you think about it, let's say you get your players on a lot of um, a lot of contracts, a relegation release clause or a uh, a trigger clause. If you do get relegated, yada yada yada. So, or you know, uh, what's what's his name? Janjai, Janajai, uh, the guy from Man U. He's he's, he's already gone. He's gone straight away, hasn't he? You know what I mean? So what that will do is offload a load of players. It will offset a, a, a lot of money from your from your wage bill. And you've still got money coming in from the parachute payments. So somebody has to stop and do the maths and go, crap, you know, we put all our money, all our, oh, what's that, flays of Love Island? We put all our eggs in one basket. We didn't get Europe. Crap. It wasn't our type on paper. Yeah. It's not, yeah. Maybe so, but, you know, you look at teams like... Um, give an example Fulham maybe who came down a few years ago and they've really struggled to get anywhere near getting back to the, the Premier League up until last season um, I, I I can't I just can't imagine that a club would 
deliberately get relegated assuming that they're going to go back up in a year or two because it, it, it just doesn't work that way and I think that we know we look at someone like Hull now who you know they they came down a couple of years ago they went straight back up uh, coming down this time very different there's not many people talking about Hull going straight back up to the Premier League um, and, and they've got to really tighten their belts financially um, probably got a lot to do with their owners can I ask why we're talking about this though on a Sheffield Wednesday podcast because we've got oh, a whole summer of stuff to because talk about there's nothing and, to, and there's we've, nothing we've, got in, we've got into a conversation about parachute payments that don't affect us because <laughs> we've got to get promoted before we, we get relegated so let's talk about that <laughs> absolutely Absolutely. Um, right, so the next thing that uh, is on the running list, yes, ladies and gents, we do actually have a running list, um, is the preseason and friendlies. So, um, I mean, it, as a general rule, they've looked quite positive, haven't they? Well, I think so. Am I wrong? Yeah. yeah. Well, you haven't just wasted your Sunday afternoon like me and Dickie Owl have. Good <laughs> well, More the fool you. No, um, Rangers wasn't great. Man's, I went, I've been to Mansfield and Doncaster, and it, it, it's just pre-season. I'm not. You don't expect anything out of pre-season, do you? Sure, it's, it's, it's a warm-up for us as fans as much as anything else. It's getting yeah. back into yeah. going to the game, drinking beer, queuing at half-time. Um, I I only went to Doncaster this started season. Started on queuing at half-time. Oh my and... god, my face at half-time. Yeah, she had a face of thunder. Yeah. <laughs> Can I have a packet of crisps? No, we've run out of crisps. Right. Can I have a cup of tea? No, we've got no hot water. Okay, yeah, it's um, pre-season, isn't it? I yeah. have a packet of chewy things. No, no, you can't have them. Right, can I have a hot dog? No, I was like, oh, and I ended up with the flakiest pie you have ever seen. It was yeah, but, horrible. But you were there at the end of the second, at the end of the half. I chewed up from forty-three minutes. <laughs> oh dear, more for you. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but the, the 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 catering staff have to have their pre-season as well, Victoria. You can't exactly. expect these things to just to click straight away. He's such a prima donna. Thing. Yeah, yeah the, the catering stuff are still cohesing. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, the big cohesing is still gelling. <laughs> Bloody hell. But I think I, I'm, I'm all in agreement with Rich on the whole pre-season is pre-season, that it doesn't matter, you know. But we played a pretty much full-strength squad on Sunday. We did. And one or two of them looked absolutely awful. And do you know what? You could have swapped me for Dave Jones at half-time and nobody would have known. You could have put Dan Fudge in there and no one would have known. It was awful. But it's six days away from the start of the season. That's my point. And it's what they they do on Saturday, not what they didn't do on Sunday. Well, Mm. That's all that matters. There's a certain £4 million player out there that, honestly, weren't fit to lace my shoes, was not fit (laughs) in bloody shoes. Blow and I don't have laces in my shoes because I can't do up laces. There was so. a bloke. There was a bloke behind me mumping all through the game, and then shouted at the end at one of Wednesday players, "Stop being so bloody negative!" <laughs> and we turned around and looked at him and thought, "It was not No, no, no. It was much, much, <laughs> much shorter than Fudge, and he was ginger too. So, oh. no. He... <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> a, a, a ginger fudge, what an awful, awful oh my thought. Word. <laughs> that sounds like a special edition that they'll bring out for winter. You know what I mean? yeah. <laughs> a finger of fudge keeps your cockles yeah. warm during the uh, the cold snap. Yeah, ginger just fudge. Ima- imagine, imagine <laughs> Stephen Fry sat in front of a flaming fire. Ooh, look at this, bloody lovely this. You know what I mean? Apparently, he talks like that now, Stephen Fry. Don't know if you got the email. <laughs> so again. Pre-season, it is pre-season. Uh, there were some some lovely bits that came out. The goal against Doncaster was was smashing 
the ball through from Bannon, the flick over the keeper, etc., etc. It, it's nice to see those sorts of things. Um, but it's preseason. There's certain players that have stood out. I thought Reese has done well in pre-season, even though it's going to say different. Matthias looked good at Doncaster. The, there, was, there was, yeah, there was some um, some decent performances in there. Nothing, you know, Forest area at Mansfield in the second half. You know, there was stuff. Yeah, but positive you know, to pull out. I've, I've got, I've, you know, I've, I've got to say this though. You know, they may as well have played my bloody Sunday league team. You know what I mean? Like, they may as well have played those lads that were in that Reds versus Blues game. I've not heard any of these. Whoa, whoa, hang teams. on a minute. Do you know what I mean? I've not heard, you know, with the bloody yellow Mansfield, I couldn't name you one player. In fact, Doncaster were an absolute piss poor bloody pub team. And then all this did was remind me of, oh, they're great. Everybody's cohesing. Everybody's getting together, all having a good time. And all it reminded me of is when Lee Strafford took everybody to Malta for a pre-season friendly do. We had about five games out there. Michael Jackson died and we got relegated in the season. <laughs> it just reminds me of that. Oh, you, so, you know Michael Jackson's so not going to die again, Hey? <laughs> no, yeah, but I, yeah. no. What, what it was, I, um, I I got my uh, I got my girlfriend at the time. Um, got right <laughs> into watching the Wednesday, and uh, and I said, babe, we, we can't go. We can't go to that preseason tour. It looks it looks great, and like you know, all these photos emerged of all the Beavers and Tommy Spur having a barbecue with everybody on the it's beach. And all it looked like a bloody stag do, to be fair. But I said we can't go. I've just spent three grand on a ticket to go and watch Michael Jackson on his first gig in the UK for <laughs> years. Oh. Yeah. Oh. And, oh, and then by the end of the, that season, relegated. No Michael Jackson, no, no Tony Malta, no bloody, no bloody championship football was that, anymore. Was that I your Anna Cerebrus? It was. I do have one positive from the Rangers game, my lord, and I don't know if Rich will agree here, but I thought that Yes, it was all very, very flat until a certain little man came on the pitch and he did light up the whole pitch. We suddenly we came alive again with Forest Airy on there. I really think we did. But that, again, worries me, as I said numerous times last season, is it, are we a one-man sort of, have we got that matriarch in the team? Although he's five foot two. But have we got a matriarch in the team to everyone playing around? And suddenly the game picks up when he comes on. And he did look, he looked brilliant. Like he was running all over the place. He was throwing himself on the floor if someone sneezed near him. Like he was doing everything. Um, but he, he did stand out. He really did stand out. Um, but that again, on the other hand, the devil on my shoulder says that really worries me in the fact that nothing looked anywhere near half finished before he came on. Um, and also Jack Hunt has the nerves of steel because the amount of bangers that were allegedly thrown onto the pitch behind him and went off, he didn't even flinch. He didn't <laughs> even flinch. He just looked over his shoulder and casually walked on like he was in the middle of the front line. It was unbelievable. To be fair, he looks a type that's thrown a banger or two himself, doesn't he? Bless he has just witnessed another childbirth, hasn't he? So yeah, I, yes. Nothing I, to prepare you for that. He's probably sick of bangers at the moment. Um, but... Um... <laughs> But no, it, it, it is it, it is what it is. It's pre-season. We, we can't read too much into it. Yes, it was nice. It was lovely. We, we've had a bit of fun. The Rangers game could have been better. Of course, it could have been. But it, it's just pre-season. It's not worth worrying about too much there, Ricky. That's my personal opinion, anyway. Whether you're celebrating a birthday, a wedding or anniversary, maybe you've passed your driving test or you've landed a new job. 
Well, whatever your reason for a party, the Riverside Cafe is the perfect location on Catchbar Lane overlooking Hillsborough Stadium. To inquire about hiring us for your function, call 07989 856 054 or 0114-232-6121. We do need to look forward to the actual season. And of course, that starts on Saturday against Preston North End, who... Obviously, are a, a team that, that they've got a few old wins by there, Steve Mays there, etc., etc. But they have just got a chap, uh, an Irish striker, haven't they? Um, that's been firing great guns from. Um, what's his name? Uh, is it another Maguire? I think it is. And um, sort of picked him out of the Irish league, and he's been just ramming him in, which is a little bit worrying. Hang on, we've just said that preseason doesn't matter. So the fact <laughs> yeah. that he's scored a few goals in preseason and a few goals in Ireland, and I have a lot of respect for Irish football, which is probably more than Clear the Irish do. Um, but you know, any of us could jump on a plane and go and score a couple of goals in the Irish league. You know, you're only saying that because Chris Holt will be listening, James. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, Jason, Chris Holt sitting mm. in a tree. K I S S I N G. That's James's preseason intellectual uh, input. <laughs> James has spent a lot of preseason trying to get a column at the Star. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I, mean, I, would, I wouldn't be allowed to do a column at the start. Just a column, I don't know about this star, but... <laughs> I know he's, he's, I mean, he's, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this game, and, and I do think this should give us a, a much, much better idea of what the chuff's going to happen this season. Yes, uh, the, the the chap that's, that they've just signed, it, it, it does remind me a bit of a, of a Stevie May, if you like. He's, he's obviously done really, really well in his league, will be able to go to a championship level. We'll soon find out. But... Are we going to find out at our detriment? Because we are still waiting for this centre-back to come in. Apparently, what, is it 200 that we've looked at so far this season? And we are still missing that centre-back, or probably two, aren't we? Do you think we're well, going to have anybody think before Preston? Carlos has already said that it's only one that we're looking at now, isn't it? Um, that he considers Hutch and um, Poodle to be our cover at centre-back. So we're, we're only looking to bring in one now. It does feel a little bit like a year ago. Um, you know, I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt um, if, if that's what, what he uh, or they think is his best. I'm not sure exactly whose call it is about it and um, whether it's just that the players aren't available. I don't know. I don't know. There's, there's been a bit of um, a bit of rumour knocking around that Bristol City are looking to sell Aidan Flint now. Um, I just wonder whether or not he's going to be out of our price range with the conversation that we had earlier. So um, yeah, don't know. yeah, we, we 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 do need we need a centre. We definitely need a centre half. We we can't afford to do what we did last season, where it, it really worked to our detriment. Really, we do need two. Um, but I, it's difficult to see that happening now. That said, you know, there's nearly a month left of the transfer window, so there's plenty of stuff that can happen between now and then. But in terms of Saturday and in terms of the game against um, Preston. You know, it does look like it's going to be a Leeds and Leuvens, and that we um, we just hope that nothing goes wrong. <laughs> well, we've got a different physio team now because my uh, my girlfriend's ex-boyfriend. Like, so. You're not bitter. You're not bitter about this, Salford, are you? It was really annoying. We were sat there watching the bloody Huddersfield playoff final. And she went, "Hang on a minute." <laughs> she, she made me rewind it. Then she checked on her bloody Facebook, found out she's still friends with him. You know what I mean? And, and I'm going, wait. And I wasn't angry at that. I remember going, "What? So he could have got us like tickets or something?" You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm sat here like a blood, like a pleb. You know what I mean? It, yeah. Is your boyfriend's ex-girlfriend? Oh no, ex- girlfriend's ex-boyfriend. Girlfriend's ex-boyfriend. Is he Portuguese? 
No, he in, he's uh, he's from Portsmouth apparently. Oh. <laughs> so he, he's what he's what's called down here a scummer. So um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, anyway, I can't remember my point, but I was very upset about it. He just wanted some free tickets, buddy. He just yeah, wanted yeah, some free it? tickets. It's not much of And and of course after the uh, the Chesterfield, uh, I'm sorry, after the Preston game, we've got uh, got the uh, the visit of Chesterfield Fieldsburg to kick off our League Cup campaign. I'm Don't call they get on your nerves. Are you not going to try and say it? Uh, who is it that was sponsoring it this year? I forgot. Uh, oh, it's that stupid name, uh, Carbarano Cup. Carabo. Thank you. What 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 do they do? Do they sell washing machines? Energy drink. I think, hang on, this is the guy that owns Reading, isn't it? Yeah, or, I was going to say to the sponsor, the, Reading. They sponsor Reading, and if you Google his name and Chan Series, they have like a, a kinmanship. They have like, they're known as brothers, but they're not related to some some weird mm-hmm. oriental mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, yeah they're very close. Uh, apparently well, the busy mates, yeah. Haven't we, haven't we gone in with a, a, a different energy drink supplier? This yes. season, that are one of the big club sponsors this season. Oh yes, yes. There was a well, bit of talk the, about the, whether the, or not the, they the, might the, end the, up being the, our shirt sponsor, but we've not seen the shirt, so we wouldn't know. The one, the one that we, we sprayed all over ourselves at the last steering. Yeah, group. we all got the yeah. great privilege of being able to try yeah. this new energy drink at the oh. um, the last steering group meeting. But unfortunately, I think someone had dropped the box when they were bringing it into the room, <laughs> and ev- every single can exploded when someone <laughs> opened it. <laughs> Genuine it was squirting all over the place. Well, I'm sorry, but I, I did pitch my lauded use to them, uh, my lauded use energy drink, but apparently it didn't taste very nice. <laughs> uh, what was it called? Lord's Bum Cream? Is no, that it was what Lord, it's called? Squeaky Bum Cream? Lord Lord use. Milky Lord. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, I, I, it's, it's been a bit of a, hmm, this, this podcast, which I'm really quite disappointed about because I wanted to get everybody up and running and ready for the season. Well, it's, it's been such a negative season though I mean it's not negative that, that's no, a really bad choice yeah. it's been boring there's been yeah. no to keep the fans shall we engaged. talk about the new shirts hey no can I can I, can, I, can we just do it like a show of hands um, does anyone who is in this conversation now actually care about the new shirt yes no no, no. Yes. only when it's on sale Yes. Why? Yes, Why? I do. Why, Fudge? I, I, have, I have a plethora of reasons. Uh, as it stands oh, right now... Oh, I'm going to regret asking this, aren't yeah. I? Yeah, you no, are. Yeah, you are. You're, you're going to get me on one. As anyway, that's right fine. Now, Thanks, Fudge. Uh, let's no, move I'm, on. I'm, I'm saying it. I'm saying it. I've got a platform here. I'm having it. I'm having it. You asked. It, now, behold my answer. Um, I thought everyone <laughs> would say no, to be honest, so I feel like... No, I'll t- 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 tell you for why. Um, I think um, it's piss-poor marketing. Uh, because if you, you know, how many times did, did we, we used to do it ourselves? We'd launch it at the back end of last season. That is a lot of birthdays uh, for young kids. That's a lot of uh, present ideas. That's a lot of people buying it over a longer period of time. But now, now it's better, a Christmas present. But this is it. It's a Christmas present. Great news, whatever. But, you know, birthday season is September. It's, it's, there, it's there before that as well. But now we've missed Dude, out on all the Birthday August, season July, is September. June, <laughs> June. I think birth, on, birthdays are generally quite spread across the year. People January. do tend to they have are. sex. They are. So by not having it out by the beginning of May, we're missing out on four months worth of having this kit. Now, after the last game in May, who's going to go to the shop and buy a full price kit for their young'un? Hold on a minute. No, 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 Fudge. Isn't it normally released on Owls in the Park weekend? Yeah. Or am I getting it, that completely wrong? Always. So I'm getting there. Middle I'm of July, there. isn't it? Yeah, I've practised this. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Now. <laughs> so it's not since March, though, is it? 
Or just, just I don't know why, why you've mentioned March. That's just not May, May. So when let right. it off his chest. Just let right, him get let, it off his chest. Let, let me finish. It's like pulling a band-aid off. Just get it done. This is honest. Just just allow it. So now the kits nowadays last for one season. That's it. That, that, that's what happens. That's the way it is nowadays. It used to be three, it used to be two. It's just one season now. So the longevity of a kit is now from the first week in August, more or less, to May, which is what? How many months? Seven? I can't remember. I can't be able to do the maths. Eight. It's eight months. Now, that is eight months of being able to sell a kit, sell a product. Now, as an expat myself, somebody was outside, Sheffield, I think it's great. I, I actually feel quite proud of when I'm on a train or I'm driving around or when I'm playing Sunday morning football, I turn up in my Wednesday shirt because I like going, this is my team. This is, you know, this is me. What about it? Say something. What? Dan Fudge, get in the bin. Do you know what I mean? So I have now got, you have a period of a year in which you could be selling kits, in which you could be making money for the club and we don't. We try and create this furore and try and create this, um, this thing where we can, uh, launch it and put it in the biggest amount of Fudge. spectacle in itself and, and people queue for bloody days. I look at the queue at Owls in the Park and think, tits to that. Fudge, I bet you we have record sales this year. Yeah. We have record sales every bloody year because it's £10 more dear every year. What do you think I am? No, Stupid. I'm talking numbers. I'm talking numbers yeah. of shirts. I bet you we have record sales on it. Regardless yeah. of when it comes out, every fucker will this, still buy it. This, of course, because it's just... our 150th year. It's a change yeah. from stripes. You know, it's going to be. And then they're going to sit there and call it success. Ma- now, Ma- I can guarantee you, if we'd have been selling that kit from May, we'd probably make the same amount of money, if not but- more, because it, it's three, four months, man. But it's my- three, four months of trying to make money. It's like they don't want to make money. But my pro- my there's, pro- only, there's only one audience, isn't there, right? There's only one audience that's going to buy that kit, and that's us, four, us five on here. That's every other Wednesday fan that's in the ground, and that's all the expat Wednesday fans that go... And they're not going to go, well, bloody hell, they haven't sold it since May, so I'm not going to go and buy it now. Bloody hell, it's, I, it's September. Like, think, it's not. We're still going to sell the same amount because people are still going to buy the bloody thing. I think the issue, the issue with it for me now is it's not been handled very well. There's not been anything come out of the club to say what what's happening. To just, and maybe they don't want to do that, but I just think they need... They, it's... it's Trevor me for saying stuff like this, but it, it, it's kind of... They've, they've not very... They haven't kept themselves close to the clients... This to, the, to the customers who are us, I don't think this close season. Um, yeah, very they, quiet about everything. Even if they get us a date, even if they'll say, even if they just admitted it's going to come on Owls in the yeah, Park, yeah. a lot of people would be Absolutely. appeased by that. But, but it you know, always what, what, does. It always comes out. No, it's the come park. out the last two, three years, and then you know they might they might release it on an open top bus across fucking Sheffield Centre. You never know. But you're missing a point on what I'm saying, Rich. If your kids were born in, the, you know, the twentieth of May. Yeah, it's a week after the season. Are you going to go to the shop and buy a full price kit for their birthday? Uh, to be honest, they always have the kit for the birthday. It was July the twentieth. I'm releasing my wedding anniversary. Oh. <laughs> July the twentieth, um, and they haven't had it for the birthday this year. So you, what well, you say there? Right. But, but they'll still get them it anyway. They'll still get it. Exactly. Yeah, I can't say that too loud. There's someone that close. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I was far more interested in new program design. I honestly, it bores the crap out of me, all this kit nonsense. It really, really does. We're going to have a new kit. It's going to come out. People will buy it or they won't. But it's, it's, but they will. They will yeah. buy it. That's they'll, the turn it on they will. they'll turn it out on Saturday again, Preston, in the new kit. So let's have a show of hands again. Who's going to buy the new kit? Vic? If it's nice, yeah, I will. I didn't buy last season's, uh, but I, I will, yeah. Rich, are you going to buy yes. 15 different kits? 
Yes. Are you, are you, after all your moaning, uh, will you buy a kit? Yeah, and then it could yeah. be out of date in six months. I'll be fine, but you'll be proud for six months. But uh, will you buy another fair, one after six months? You're, you're quite a, a fashionable guy, for you. Do you have many clothes in your <laughs> wardrobe that last more than six months? <laughs> yeah, I've got loads just... of old '90s Wednesday shirts with the shit with the six <laughs> nowadays. <laughs> you see, do you still wear them? Are you still yeah, proud? So that's something you're chuffing morning. Get yourself down to Sunday League with one of them. A little dance <laughs> in proper stripes. Jay, are you going to buy the kit? Um, no, I, I don't really I don't really bother buying kits. It, it's just so it doesn't interest me. I'm just not. It, it's just, it's a kit. It'll I've be got a draw blue and white in some form or another. Yeah, I've got some old ones. I don't, I don't really wear um, a, a shirt to the football games because I tend to go out afterwards. So it's just something that doesn't, it doesn't particularly affect me. And I, I don't understand why people get so het up about it. I get the fact mm-hmm. that, you know, there's people making points about, um, firstly, that, you know, it is it, it is stupidly lit. But let's remember that we, we're changing this year to doing it ourselves so that we maximise the amount of money from kit sales that go into the club. Now, that has to be a good thing. The fact that there's been a delay with that and there's been some kind of hold up with that or whatever it is that's been going on, again, we'll know better after the steering group meeting. It's just a one-off, isn't it? Because it's the first year where you go from just having a supplier who say, you've got to order by this date um, to, to trying to juggle all that yourself. Obviously, it's I, I'm guessing it's not gone as, as smoothly as was originally planned, but it's just one season, you know. If, pe- if, if people can't live with that for one season, then yeah. um, I, I don't know. Maybe it's been maybe the last the, two. Maybe they need bigger things to worry about yeah, in the world. <laughs> it's been I the last think... two seasons we've lost it the week before the season. No, the it hasn't. It was, it was, no, it was, was in the park, as it has been for the last yeah. four or five seasons. And that was yeah. the week before the season. No, it wasn't. It was yeah. July the ninth because I I almost missed it. Said to work, or was it the week? No, sixteenth, July the sixteenth. Not July the ninth. Yeah. Can we go back to talking 16th. about parachute payments because it was but, far more interesting? <laughs> the measure of success this year, right? If we're making our own kit, will be how many five triple XLs or whatever are available in the club shop because normally. All the mediums, all the large and all the XLs sell out within days. And then for the rest of the season, all you've got are bloody Wednesday tents, right? So hopefully this season, if we're manufacturing our own, we'll look at our people and we'll go, right, we sold about 25 XLs last year. So let's let's just make 30 of them. Because now if you go in that club shop for £55, you can buy the 5XL Sheffield Wednesday home kit still from last season. This season, let's hope that we've got Full it. Price. Yeah, exactly. But let's hope that this season we've got it spot on. We've gone for the demographic and said, right, this is how many we've sold. This is how many we need to make in this size. Well, anyway, Chesterfield. It gets the, it takes yeah. those big Crazy. chaps a bit of a longer time to get to the shop, Victoria. So stop being so bloody sizest. Um, <laughs> on, the Caribou Cup. Yeah, I'm, right, I'm, yeah, so I'm looking forward to the Chesterfield game. Um, I think it'll give us a chance to give a run out to a few players that probably won't play the first two or three league games. So Georgia. that's got to be good. That's got to be good. Absolutely. It's going to be a lovely, lovely time. Chesterfield's a lovely place full of lovely people and they've got very bent spires. Um, right. and, it, and it's at Hillsborough. So, yeah. yeah but it's still got a lovely place full of lovely people. They can come and visit us, can't they? Are you, right. oh, I don't, I don't think not, they're going to bring their spire with them. You're not being bent spireish, AJ. I'm, I'm, I'm not being bent spirus. You know, some of my some of my best friends and I can't say that kind of. No, no. Um, right then, Victoria, my darling. I believe you and James have got a little bit of a surprise for us, haven't you? Oh, it is a surprise as well. Well, my lord, me, Dicky, and James all went to tram lines a couple of weeks ago in Sheffield. A wonderful, wonderful X free music festival, but there's still a lot of free stuff. Uh, we obviously went to the free stuff. 
and we were stood just Gates. above Devonshire Green, and we saw a very, very handsome blonde man. A very handsome oh, blonde thank man. you. Thank yeah, you, Vic. Not you. Not oh, you. Okay. And uh, me and James are kind of whispering like little girls saying, shall we, shall we go and do it? Shall we go and do it? And Dickie, like, turned into dad mode and leaned over us and was like, I know what you're saying. Do not go over to him. He's with his <laughs> wife and children. Do not go over. So... We had a bit of a panic and said, does anyone have a Wednesday week business card? And none of us three did, um, but my darling fiance did. So we went over and we went to Mr. Nicky Weaver and Yay. asked him if he'd be willing to have a chat. We said, we completely understand if you're out with your family and friends, if you don't want to come and have a chat. And he literally, James, didn't he? He frog marched us to the back to where it was a bit quieter and he was so excited to have a chat with us and to talk yeah. about what he's doing at Wednesday so this is that lovely interview thank you Mr Weaver so um, the Wednesday week at Tramlines and uh, well somewhat unexpected we bumped into uh, a former Sheffield Wednesday player it is Nicky Weaver how are you doing? I'm alright thank you very good so um, you enjoying Tramlines? yeah um, obviously it's a great sort of event for Sheffield I've been a couple of times now um, so yeah, just obviously it's nice that the weather's good. So yeah, glad to come down and have a, have a few hours down here. You're, you're still you're still living local. Yeah, I still live local. I actually, still work at the club. I uh, coach the under 23 and under 18 keepers down at Wednesday. So obviously, still massively involved. Um, so yeah, very much uh, a Sheffield lad, and uh, you know, glad to uh, to still be involved with the club. Right, what, what's your take then on the season ahead for Sheffield Wednesday? Yeah, I mean, I mean. Obviously, the last couple of years we've not been far away. Uh, finished sixth and fourth, so you know people talk about we've not made that many signings and what have you. But I don't think we need, you know, it's not like we need a massive overhaul of the squad. The manager's now been in England a couple of years, so he knows uh, the championship and uh, how difficult it is. So uh, you know, hopefully we can go one better than last year. A lot, lot of rumours about um, Kieran Westwood and bids coming in left, right, and centre. He's such an important part of the squad, isn't he? Yeah, I think you're always going to get rumours when when you've got top players and and Kieran's a, you know a top goalkeeper. Um, he's been one of the best keepers in the championship for the last two or three years while he's been at Wednesday. So it's no surprise that other clubs are going to be interested in your top players. But um, hopefully he'll still be at Wednesday. I'm sure he will. And uh, I know he's looking forward to, uh, to having another good season. How, how many kind of young stars have we got coming through there in terms of goalkeepers? Yeah, there's, there's some good young lads there. Obviously we've got Cam Dawson and Joe Wildsmith who are doing really well. Uh, it's sort of like they're in the early 20s, so it's a big couple of years for them. Um, but it's all about, for them, it's it's just about sort of learning the trade and and becoming sort of more mature in the games. And hopefully over the you know coming weeks, months and years, they can sort of uh, get more game time and, and, you know, maybe establish themselves in the in the uh, first-team squad. And obviously we've got um, Chesterfield in the, whatever the League Cup is called now, in, in I think it's the second game of the season. I mean, that must be one that brings back memories for you. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, I, uh, when I was there, I played him in the, uh, the football league cup, and um, and yeah, I obviously scored the penalty. So yeah, it's uh, it's fond memories, and people like yourself just often remind me of it. So yeah, uh, whenever Sheffield Wednesday and Chesterfield sort of get mentioned in the same breath, it always brings back memories of that that night. But uh, but yeah, it's a good one to have a sort of local derby, particularly early on in the season. So yeah, it should uh, should be a good occasion. Hopefully, one that will come out on top. So we've got to ask, obviously you're involved with the youth team and everything. Mr Hurst, what do you see happening with him this season? Do you think he's going to get in the first team squad? Is he going to get around there? Or do you think it is an idea to send him out on loan, bulk him up a bit and get him ready? 
I'm not really sure what, what the club have got planned. Obviously, uh, he'll have his own thoughts on it. The club will have their plans in place for George. Obviously, what he's done sort of speaks for itself. He, he's scored goals at, at every level he's played at, whether that's been at Wednesday or when he's been away with England. So, um, you know, he's obviously he's certainly an exciting prospect um, and we'll just have to sort of wait and see what happens with him. But, um, you know, he, he's done great so far and hopefully he can keep it going. And so, uh, yeah, great. And obviously, my lord... Chap. He's lovely, and I had to get in your question. I had to mention it, so you are welcome, my lord. <laughs> can, I, can I just point out the fact that he'd clearly not had as much to drink as we had by, yeah, by the Very point really, uh, that we did this. <laughs> just these An- references. Annoyingly, annoyingly, I don't know who his favourite member of Little Mix is either. So, uh, <laughs> I feel that's opportunity missed. <laughs> No, how very nice to hear from us. Such a lovely, nice chap. Ah, really, really good. Fantastic. So if you're out and about and you do see some ex-Wednesday players bobbing around where you are, just go and tap them on the shoulder and just say, excuse me, I'm from the Wednesday Week podcast, even if you're not, and just stick your phone in the face and see what happens. Works. Brilliant. Um, right, then, ladies and gents, so that's going to bring us to an end of all this week's proceedings. Fudgy, my good old friend, if people want to find out more about your anger at these football kids where can we do that <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, um, yeah find me on Twitter at Dan Fudge I've noticed a few of you uh, are adding me on Facebook uh, you'll realise that's a lot of different kind of whinging on that so uh, yeah, uh, if you just want to absolutely. keep it football stick on uh, stick, stick on Twitter at Dan Fudge is that Rap more whinging about your is that more windy about your personal life, about your boyfriend's, no, your girlfriend's ex-boyfriend? I'm going to get that yeah, one. Yeah, it's just me tagging in various means of big <laughs> big knobs, you know what I mean? It's, that's you, that. <laughs> Dickie, old boy, if people want to get all of you over there on the Twitter, where can we do that? You can find me at Dickie L. Um, I'm, uh, yeah, I'll be spouting some, some shite uh, and ma- mainly holiday pictures over the next few days. So if you want to see some boring yeah, old pictures. I'll be sleeping. Have you tweeted a picture of your crabs, Richie? Uh, uh, my crabs, I have not posted a picture of yet, but if you would like a, a picture, just just, just at me at Dickie L and I'll, I'll send you a picture of my crabs. I am certainly going to ask you for a picture of your crabs. Victoria, my darling, if people want to see your crabs, a different type of crabs, where can we do that? Well, my lord, you can find me at Victoria1867 and, and Dan Fudge, you'll like this. Dan Fudge, are you there? Are you there? Dan Fudge. He's not there. He's not there. Has he muted himself? Yeah, I was saying, I was saying, yeah, I'm here about six times and then went, oh, it turns out I'm not. <laughs> But yeah, I'm here, I'm here. You'll like this, Dan Fudge, right? On the 25th of August, I have yeah. got... I, I had the best email ever the other week. I got a message saying that I finally got to the front of the queue after three and a half years for tickets to be in the Jeremy Kyle audience. Shut so the, 20- the front door. Yeah, I, I swear to God, bro, I am going to Manchester on the 25th of August and I will be in that audience. I'm not allowed to wear stripes or black or white or any large logos or fonts. But so can you not wear a Wednesday week t-shirt? I can't, I can't. I asked about that and they were like, no. Just um, something that says, talk, let's talk about Wolves away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I will be there. I will be in the Jeremy Kyle audience so you can follow me to get Probably not live updates, because I might get told off, but I will update after that as well at Victoria1867. Amazing. You're not going to be on stage then, no? I don't know. I might try. 
<laughs> Do you know what? It wouldn't even surprise me if you ended up on stage, Vic. In fact, I'd be surprised if you didn't, my love. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and Mr. Marriott, or Bean, if people want to find all your bits and bobs over there on the Twitter page, where can we do that? Uh, yeah, I have got a couple of things that I'm supposed to mention, but I just really can't be bothered, so I'll do them next week. So um, if you want to find me on Twitter, at James Marriott, and um, see you in Preston if you're going. Don't hold anything back, Jay, because Fudge gets rather annoyed if you're keeping secrets from our customers. Right. So please, <laughs> please, <laughs> of course, if you'd like to get all the meat over there on the Twitter, you can do that at Lord H. That's L zero R D underscore H. Get all the podcasts at T W W Cast as well, and all the usual places: the Facebooks, the YouTubes, the where where are we not? We're everywhere, boys and girls. It has been a pleasure as always. Thank you so so much for joining us today. Be good, be safe. Please, let's be a bit more positive, and we'll see you real soon. <laughs> It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget share boxes coming down the left wing ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points. Back of the net. Lubosh. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.